2: Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form.
1: It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.
2: Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network, where every game is Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, and we bring you the sports. We are coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, Will be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from four to six p.m. Eastern Time, YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel Two Seventeen and XM Two Hundred Five. As uh, week two of the satellite radio era of you better you bet is here, and Ken and I are here, and we're bringing you the wager as we talk all things sports betting. We are proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books, the great people at BetMGM. We want you to download the BetMGM app and visit betmgm.com on this t3 actually maybe it's t4 today in fact maybe it's t5 five words that start with the letter t terrific football hockey baseball tuesday oh baby oh yeah Baseball playoffs. We got hockey back today. And of course, we'll talk tons of football as always this time of year on this T5, October 10th in the year of our Lord 2023. Our show is on Twitter at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram at The Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, on X now and always. He lives a crazy life at Lockie Lockerson. And on this terrific football, hockey, Baseball Tuesday, we bring you four phenomenal guests. How about two hockey guests today to celebrate hockey? The regular season is back today in our lives. We'll have two hockey guests coming your way. Pete Jensen from NHL.com does a great job from NHL.com and for NHL Network talking talking fantasy, talking what's going to happen in the games. We will talk all three games today with Pete Jensen. We will get Pete's thoughts on who's going to score goals in these games, what goalies we can expect to play well. We've got you covered on betting the three games today. Pete Jensen will join us coming up at 4 o'clock Eastern. Eastern Time, and in the five o'clock hour, we 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 can't have hockey opening day and not have Dennis Bernstein, the great Dennis Bernstein, on the show from the fourth period and Sirius XM NHL Radio. Dennis will give us all his predictions for this coming season. Who's going to win Lord Stanley's Cup? who's going to win the various NHL awards, like the Hart Trophy for MVP. We will hit all of it with the great Dennis Bernstein coming up in the third hour of today's show. Of course, we'll talk National Football League as well, and to do that, we will welcome in our good friend Dave Damashek of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Always love when Shaq joins the program, and we'll get you set to bet golf this weekend. Coming off our Luke list, 50-1 cash last week at the Shriners. Jason Sobel, Sirius XMPGA Tour Radio, joins us in the Power Hour. Love having our guy Jason Sobel on the show. Plus, P-squared, B-squared on the way for the rest of NFL Week 6. All our early thoughts, all our early analysis coming up for the Patriots and the Raiders. Oh, my God, in Las Vegas. How about the Lions and the Bucks in Tampa? My Giants visiting the Bills in Buffalo on Sunday night. And a really, really interesting game on Monday night in Dallas or Los Angeles. There'll be more Cowboys fans there no matter where the game is played, between the Cowboys and the Chargers. We will be debuting a new segment on the show today in honor of hockey being back. The segment is awesome. It's going to be called Bets of Steel. You know, like Blades of Steel, the old Nintendo game, Bets of Steel. Ken and I will give you our hockey bets for all three games today. These can be sides, it can be totals, but we are going to get wacky with Bets of Steel this season. Goal scoring props out the wazoo. I got a couple weird bets that I can't wait to give out for the three games today. Bets of Steel is coming up in the second hour of today's show because the first game today with the Lightning and the Predators starts at 5. Drop the puck at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So bets of steel coming up in the second hour of today's show. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. He's a slap as we hold accountable the people that screwed us out of winning money this past weekend in the National Football League. And it's day two of Lachmas. Santa's going to tell you how to bet the Heisman Trophy market right now where we have a new favorite at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. We'll give you the games that we've already bet. For week six in the National Football League. And in the power hour final hour of the show, we will give you all our bets for tonight, including game three of the Rangers and the Orioles, and I'll give you our bets for game three of the Twins and the Astros coming up in just a little bit. Spoiler alert, I love the Minnesota Twins, as I told you I did before the series began. We are locked and loaded here on a terrific football, baseball, hockey Tuesday. Uh really newsy day, Ken, in the world of sports, specifically in the National Football League. My friend, how's it going?
1: Yeah, going great. Uh, Yeah, had a fun morning with some of this NFL stuff, which we'll talk about probably in a couple minutes. Um, But also just great to have live sports on during the show. We talked about it when baseball went away for a couple days. We talked about it yesterday, how we kind of wished we were watching the Phillies-Braves game uh, instead of doing the show just because the game was so compelling. Ended up being just an incredibly dramatic game with an incredibly dramatic ending. It Was not great for us, it was great for the live bet of the over, but that's uh, that's about it. That's about all that was going on. Uh, Austin Riley hits a, a two run home run in the bottom of the eighth, and then Michael Harris, like with an insane catch, and then Riley helps him turn a double play. I believe I saw it was like the first double play in postseason history that was begun by an outfielder in terms of like the scoring, which was like really ridiculous. And it happens to like the team that I bet to, you know, go to the World Series, maybe win the World Series, maybe have the World Series MVP. Eight you're scoring. I don't know if anybody scores anymore in baseball, but that was crazy. But, yeah, so we'll have baseball on during the show again, which I think is going to be awesome. We'll have hockey on during the show, which I think is going to be awesome. Uh, I have first goal scorer in addition to any time goal scorer props. So, like yeah, hopefully we get do. a resolution before we yeah. go there. It'll kind of be like the way you do touchdowns, right, where it's like, you know, you're betting the anytime. But if you're going to bet the anytime, you got to throw a couple bucks on the first, you know? Yeah. And new this year, I've never seen this before in football. You see this all the time, the way they do the derivative markets with touchdowns, but you can do team first goal, like everywhere offers it now, like home team and road team is how they frame it sometimes. So the prices look like a little, I don't really know if they're right. It's really flat. Like, so for the predators tonight, who's going to score the first goal for the predators like you would think the first power play unit should be like elevated like a little bit or like the you know like some of the like better players and they're kind of not everyone's like 11 to 1 or 13 to 1 or whatever and it's like okay well now I'm going to bet that too and then you just look at the pendings and you're like all right I guess we're just in on this thing so yeah excited for those bets and uh yeah live sports during the show it's always great
2: can we Before we get to Justin Jefferson, and we'll start there, Jefferson placed on IR by the Vikings, that officially happening earlier this afternoon and all the betting implications of that, I'm sure we'll play it at some point during the show, but I just want to like, because we do broadcasting stuff on the show a lot, we both really like it, we both have like like a behind the scenes background. Um, I've done play-by-play before in my life. I'm really bad at it, and I feel like I have like, a great appreciation, just like anybody else does. But, like, I tried to do it, and I stunk at it, so I have an appreciation for people that do it really well. The Brian Anderson call at the end of the Phillies-Braves game last night with the Michael Harris catch and then Austin Riley doubles up Bryce Harper to end the game is... I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be prisoner of the moment. I don't think it's like the best call of all time, but it's it's really. Jake has it. Jake, can you just play it quickly here? Cause like this was so freaking good. I think it like deserves it deserves a moment.
1: It's a two-two. Castellanos in the air to right center field. Harris is on
2: the run. Harris at the track. He leaps and he makes the catch. Harper might be doubled up. The throw gets away. The throw. To free. tagged he couldn't get back and it's a double up to end game two wow he's 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 so good just two things from that and Ken like get your thoughts also like Sure. the way his voice escalates as the ball comes off the bat obviously of Castellanos and like you realize like oh my god this is a high like extremely maybe the high leverage play of the game and the way his voice goes off the bat it's going back like Harris at the wall like like the voice intonation is yeah. perfect there and then to have like in Tariko's really good at this at the National Football League right knowing the rules and what's happening immediately like immediately has the presence of mind to say like to the viewer and like they're going to try and double up Bryce Harper all So like setting the stage for that outrageous play. So he's processing everything so quickly. He doesn't get hung up on the catch. He's immediately on to the next thing, which is, oh my God, like the game might be about to end. Just a masterclass from Brian Anderson. We love Brian Anderson on this show. I I think that any list or any conversation about the best play-by-play people in sports that doesn't include him is deeply unserious and unworthy of anybody's time. So your thoughts on the call from last night that we'll get to Justin Jefferson
1: yeah well obviously it's like it's a great call and it, it gets all the details right which is excellent um and it's a it's a complicated play i always think like every and this will be true with us in our careers and our lives too like everyone has that era or that period of time where like you feel like you have your fastball like you're 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 in you know at the height of your powers you're doing things the best and like Brian Anderson feels like he's at the height of his powers right now. Like he could call something I Eagle feels like the height of his powers. Kevin Harlan probably stole the height of his power. Like everyone, like you've got some in their prime, <laughs> excuse me, announcers. And then it's like, I just, the example that I'll use and like, there are all time broadcasters and I'll mention one of them, but like, you can kind of tell like when it's close to the end and then like there's, and there's a play with a lot of complexity that can be really, really difficult. It's gonna be difficult for me when I get old. Like this is not this is not a commentary on any singular person. I always remember the kick six with Auburn against Alabama, which was called by Vern Lundquist on CBS. And I remember like for about half of that play or three quarters of that play, I remember thinking to myself like, I don't think he thinks that you can return this for a touchdown. <laughs> like I don't think I think he just doesn't know what to say. Like I think he's just like, well, I'm just gonna let it play out because like I don't know what's going on. Like I can't, I don't know what to sell here. Like I just I'm very confused by what's happening. And to be fair, we were all kind of confused because it's not a play that happens very often. But like that's it's instead of being like over oh, an unquest bad, he's like one of the greats of all time. It's like, no, no, like Anderson there, good like Anderson picking up on the nuances there really good. So it's not to bring down somebody. It's just, there's a lot of examples of the first thing, even from great broadcasters, but to like get the details right immediately in baseball, especially where there's a nuance is outrageous. There's like so much stuff going on and it's, you know, can be really dense and hard to understand. Just absolutely nailed it. So yeah, totally agree with you.
2: Is he, well, because then it denigrates other people. I think without throwing shade at any other baseball play-by-play man, and there are a lot of good ones. How about like, just he's I, awesome he's yeah, yeah. he's my favorite and like Davis and Amin are really good too it's not like to criticize them they're both excellent also I right. think Brian Anderson's just the best like I'm a big Brian Anderson fanboy it's just an amazing call by Brian Anderson also like Vern did screw that up because we've seen that play in the National Football League a ton of times I was at but it just Giants, you could just Bears. tell it was like to be
1: fair he did the right thing which was just don't say anything lay out just like let the crowd let the crowd go like that's that's like the best thing in those situations just let the crowd go you're not gonna be wrong. You know, but uh, you can, but you can at- tell like Al has some moments on Amazon on these Thursdays with like the penalties and what's going on where you're just like, ah, uh, you can like feel the gears turning. And it's like you just like can yeah. we, we need to figure this out, like what's going on with this review, like what is happening? And uh, and that could be a little tough, but, you know, nobody has their fastball forever, I guess is the point. We're not going to have our fastball forever either.
2: Uh, just try not to think about things like that. I I was at Giants-Bears Sunday night, 2006. Devin Hester had like 105-yard kick six to end the first half, and I was just like, can we just go home now? It's really cold, and I don't want to be here anymore. It's very
1: cold. And my team stinks, and they're
2: (laughs) they're getting blown out by the eventual NFC champion Chicago Bears. Absolutely no fun. All right. Uh, I'm glad that we did that and we made some space in the show for it and now we'll, there's a lot of betting stuff for us to hit over the course of the next three plus hours and of course uh, this hour as well hour number one and we'll begin with Justin Jefferson and we'll start our analysis here we'll carry it over to new, uh, to next segment but this is the big news in the day in the National Football League and we referenced it yesterday that this might be the case for Jefferson a lot of the reporting was pretty nebulous around Jefferson and his injured hamstring well now we know He's going to be on injured reserve. That happened earlier today. He is out at minimum four games with this hamstring injury. The earliest he can return would be week 10 against the New Orleans Saints. And then Ken and I were texting about it this morning, and it's not to pat myself on the back. I just think it's like a really obvious thing. I said to Ken... Also, like, he didn't get his contract before the season. He's going to be in no rush to come back because if he comes back and he gets hurt, he puts bad film on tape, whatever, maybe this impacts the money that he might get next offseason. And then, like, a half an hour later, I'm not saying this to be like, wow, I'm great, Schefter took this from me, just that this is where everyone's mind should go. Schefter basically tweets the same thing. Like, this is complicating things. Why would Jefferson rush to come back? He didn't get his contract. He doesn't have his money yet. He's still playing on a rookie deal, and everyone acknowledges that he's the best receiver in football, and he's the range offensive player of the year so there's a lot of potential betting implications here ken there's real life implications like vikings lose this weekend to the bears and jefferson's out at least another three games and you're one in five like at what point do they call the Jets and try and send Kirk Cousins out of town and just tank for Caleb Williams? Which, by the way, we've been ahead of the curve on this with Minnesota maybe having the worst record in the league this year. If things kind of like like uh, went off the rails a little bit early in the season, I think we can safely say now they have got off the rails. So give us, Ken, please, oh, sure. like your initial analysis here. We'll carry it over to start next segment. Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, the first and most obvious betting application, uh, well, there are two. One is just the game this weekend. you yeah. you you see the impact on the point spread. The Vikings are only two and a half on the road at the Bears. Jefferson's not playing in the game. That's the obvious one. The second obvious one uh, is Jefferson is no longer eligible to win offensive player of the year, the award that he won last year. And he was not really going to win it anyway because the team wasn't very good. But now, like, he actually can't win. There's no precedent for it. He'll get lapped statistically by everybody. He was basically taken off the board at every single sports book for the award. He was the third choice coming into this week. So just like for somebody who bets awards like me or season-long stuff, this guy won this award last year. He now can't win. So now it becomes a conversation about the, a very, very small group of players who can win. We remove one who had any chance, and you're left with, I don't know, four players maybe who can win, maybe five, something like that. Um, that's the, the two most obvious ones, the game this weekend, and then Jefferson repeating as Offensive Player of the Year.
2: On the other side, we will delve more into the Justin Jefferson injury situation. We'll talk to the Devon Achan injury situation. He's going to be out multiple weeks. He's a slap, and Lachma's still to come as well in our number one.
0: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better